Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Mojo Sports. It is the NFL episode where we talk all things NFL. And as per usual, week four gave us, again, the script this year. I got to give the writers credit because it is turning out to be a very, very fascinating one. We had, I think, about six games that were maybe 10 points or less where these teams did not show up. And I'm talking about the Seahawks versus the Giants, which was just 24-3 win of the Seahawks. The Cowboys over the Patriots was a 38-3. Bill Belichick's biggest loss uh, in his career, which I got to say was actually kind of fun to see. Uh, Texans over the Steelers, 30-6. Again, team that just didn't show up. Buccaneers over the Saints. Uh, I hate to say it, but Baker Mayfield is is showing up well out there in Tampa. Uh, Bengals, Titans, Titans, 27-3. Bengals did not show up there, despite DeMar Chase always being open. Um, <laughs> Ravens over the Browns. I will remain the fact that the Browns will have the worst record, uh, despite how the Bears are playing. And Jaguars over the Falcons at 23-7. We all know that London is kind of like the Jaguars' home ground. They always win there. So it would be disappointing to see that. Um, I'll quickly touch on this one. That was the Sunday fun day game or whatever they called it. It was the Disney-themed one. It was a little trippy. It was a little odd. Um, If you happen to watch that game, they were playing in Andy's room. Um, Everyone was animated. The whole game was animated. They had Slinky as a down marker. They had the claw as the the marker for the football. Um, So if you ever want a way to watch football with your kids, I had a friend of mine who was well into her 30s, really enjoy that game and get into it because of that. So, hey, it's wor- <laughs> it worked for somebody if it didn't work for the young ones. Um, Do we prefer that to the slime game? Do we prefer that one to the slime game or no? I think they're both fun. I think the slime games are kind of fun because, like, yeah. you know, the slime goes off. But I think it's a cool way to do football. Yeah. I think it's a great way to engage kids with football. Um, so, yeah, I think props to the NFL for doing it that for doing it that way. I don't know how that all works. NFL's bringing every possible audience. It's crazy, you know. All the Swifties have arrived. You know, kids. What's next? Aliens. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about the Swifties last week. Riley Taylor was at the MetLife Stadium game to watch the Chiefs. She bought a little bit of an entourage on that one. Um, as the NFL said, Swifties, Chiefs are 2-0 and as Swifties. Yeah, and look, that hurts my soul. I'd prefer it to be the other. Um, but, you know, she, you know, something I saw today is a sports writer was like, why so much hate for Taylor Swift generating um, viewership? You know, it, it's generated over 4 million on average views. Um, wow. Is that, of- wow, is that the number? Yeah, of viewership um, of, you know, and, and it, it is an age bracket for yeah. females, but, you know, there was literally like, why Why is everybody hating? You know, everybody gets into sport or, or, or um, you know, hobbies and things like that for a particular reason. Imagine how many people might start following the Chiefs just purely because Taylor has, you know, garnered the interest. Um, you know, uh, and I'm loving all of the the puns and everything that are coming through it, you know, Killer Trav is Travis's Instagram handle and in one of her songs, Taylor Swift says, first he was a killer. So everybody's, you know, you know, it was meant to be and, and things like, oh, that. It, you know, still rooting for the breakup album, but, um, you know, I'm enjoying it to see a bit more hype. Um, 
especially here in Australia, where people go, what's gridiron? Or is that the one where they throw it? Like, it's, you know, it's good to see, you know, people who wouldn't usually even know what gridiron is to take the smallest interest, um, which, you know, would could only benefit us. Hopefully it'll bring a game here one day. And I will thank Taylor for that as well. <laughs> I think there's a, apparently a lot to go around of, you know, people thanking Taylor for. Uh, the thing that I really enjoyed is people going, there's a football game in front of my Taylor Swift thing. So that was always a, a funny one over the weekend. Uh, quickly run through the wins of week four. We had uh, a really interesting one in the NFC North with the Lions. Yes, the Detroit Lions having a win over the Packers to be sitting first in the NFC North. Again, like I said, we had Jags over the Falcons. Bills over the Dolphins. Uh, first loss for the Dolphins. Um, this one I'm going to say very, very quickly. Uh, Broncos over the Bears. Ravens over the Browns, Titans over the Bengals, Rams over the Colts in an overtime win, uh, Bucks, Buccaneers over Saints, Eagles over the Commanders again in an overtime win. That was not pretty for the Eagles. We had Vikings over Panthers for the Vikings' first win of the season. Texans over the Steelers. Texans looking pretty good with C.J. Stroud out there. Uh, Chargers over the Raiders. Cowboys over the Patriots. 49ers over the Cardinals. Chiefs with a three-point win over the Jets. And the Seahawks over the Giants. Uh, Jamie. Thank you for joining us again. We missed you last week. Um, but you can kick us off of your kind of your win from week four. Oh, sorry. Scratch that. We're going to talk about something super quick before we get into our wins and losses. There were some major, major, major coaching flubs in week four, in my opinion, when it came to football. Some coaches who I feel like made some poor decisions, um, some schemes that did not work out at all. So my question to you is your opinion based on week four. We are four weeks into the season. We have seen some appalling, appalling displays of football defensively and offensively. Um, and, and that comes down to the head coach sometimes. Um, so if you're firing a head coach in the next couple of weeks, who's the first one do you think is going to go? I'm looking at two teams in the NFC East. I'm looking at Washington and I'm actually looking at the Giants. I'm looking at uh, Dayball considering he got coached the year last year. It's a cutthroat business, but they look severely underprepared in the first month of the season so far. Every game that they've stepped into, it took a, a, a miracle revival against the Arizona Cardinals to give them their, their sole win of the season. Um, on the other side, Washington, Ron Rivera, he's a tough one because he's been there for so long. It feels, although maybe, you know, with new ownership, maybe they'd like to get in a new coach, have their own kind of system running going forward. But watching that Eagles-Washington game, some of the decisions that he was calling, especially towards the end, like I, I'm still quite shocked that it got to overtime um, with a couple of the calls there at the end uh, to, to, to get them a final touchdown. So, yeah, out of the two of them, Ah, it's tricky because Dable was the coach of the year. I'm, uh, I'll go Ron Dable, Rivera. Dable's also his star running back. That true, didn't, true, true. That it's didn't, not. It's not. It's not easy. That didn't get paid, might I add. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. quarterback. Yeah, what, what 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 were they doing? You know, like the franchise tag is for this exact reason. You know, tag Jones, give him one more year to see if it wasn't just a fluke, and then pay him anyway. Sorry. I mean, clearly we're saying it's a fluke, right? Uh, or he's just happy to kind of take all this money and then uh, play poorly. Um, look, I'm going to go with two, and maybe I'll still rallies here. I don't know. I am going to look at Zach Taylor here. 
Um, I, I think he is someone who needs to be very careful about how he approaches the rest of the season. Um, if he doesn't get fired in the middle of this season, which it can happen, it is rare. Um, I could see him going maybe at the end of the season. I don't think I don't understand how you can have the couple seasons you, you can in the past and then ha- still have very similar uh players um and, and just you know mess it up as much as he has. Um I do think that maybe some there may be some egos happening at the Bengals. Um I think he's got to deal with that a little bit better. Um but yeah I think for me one person to look at would be Zach Taylor and then obviously the the big one for me is Elbaflus. Elbaflus. Um, however you want to say his name, I do not care. Um, I will not be saying it all that often. But the Bears head coach for me, um, if we are going to see a midseason, and we've already seen our defensive coordinator leave <laughs> um, at this point, we might as well see the head coach get fired. Um, I don't know, but I think those two, if I'm looking at anyone, I'd probably say in the Elbafus is probably a more front runner to be fired because you had 20, what was it? 24 unanswered points um, from the Broncos. Um, I don't think, I don't understand how you can have such a good game from Fields, which is what he's been asking for for the last three weeks. Fields comes in, he does his job and then defense lets it down because Elbafus is a defensive minded coach. Um, But yeah, that would be my pick there. Riley, did I steal yours, or do you have another coach kind of sitting in your in your back pocket that that needs to be careful about how they approach the rest of the season? Um, I think I think there's a lot that I agree with pretty much all of them. Um, head coach is a toss up between, and I've mentioned it before, Staley with the Chargers um, and Daniels with the Raiders. Um, I think they're both. Like, I just still don't understand how Staley had a job after last season. Um, yeah. And the have somehow only got a 500 win percentage. Um, the Raiders, you know, they went and got Garoppolo, who I, I've never really rated. Um, I would love to see uh, Devontae Adams request a trade out of there, to be honest. Um, that would be interesting, especially if you wanted to stay in California going to the Chargers or the Rams. Um, that would be really interesting to have a like bona fide one and two receiver um there. But I think the head uh, the those are the head coaches, but I think Matt Canada, offensive coordinator for Steelers, is walking a very Ooh, Yes. They have been atrocious. Um you know, only scoring six points this week against the Texans. They have been absolutely pitiful. Um, Like, you've got George Pickens, you've got Najee Harris, who was supposed to have a revival year. You know, Kenny Pickett isn't exactly a Hall of Famer, but, you know, he did enough last year to, to garner them another over 500 win percentage and somehow his play calling, he got driven, Matt Canada got driven out of the college world and yet how do you get a job in the NFL when that happens? So I wouldn't be surprised if I saw him go. Um, There was rumours that he had a a burner Twitter account and he was there going to the defence of um, 
the offensive plays by the Steelers this week, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. There's that many coaches that I wouldn't be surprised if anybody we mentioned was gone after next week. Yeah, it, it's been a pretty poor showing. I think we touched on it last week at some point. Um when you have the players that you do play calling coaching is going to start to come into it because you can't just solely blame the players. Um, and I think we saw that with some of the performances um, this past week and week four. Uh, that being said, kicking off kind of our wins and our loss, uh, I, I'll, I'll kick this one off for me. It was humbling to see the Dolphins lose for me. I think that that to me was a, a a big one. I think, you know, the the seventy point blowout win sure is great. It's all that, but I think, you know, the Dolphins really need to kind of see if they can match the likes of the Bills, um, of potentially, you know, the cheat, um, the Chiefs or the Forty ers or you know these bigger teams um, that are coming up that are stronger defensively, stronger offensively. Um, And I think it, you know, they had a lot of poison swagger coming into this game. And I definitely think they probably came in thinking they were going to win. But um, as we know, Josh Allen had another great performance. I think the bills just do the right things and they need to sometimes. Um, And the 48, 20 win uh, for them was probably my, my favorite of the week outside of watching football being played in Andy's room. Um, because let's be honest, the bears lost just made me sad, but I'm not going to mention them this week. I gave them enough of a going over last week for me, disappointing one, Jamie, I'm so, 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 so sorry to bring this one up. Eagles over the commanders. As we mentioned off air, the Eagles are scraping by, you know, these were a team that runners up in the super bowl, you know, have key players, have AJ have been standout since they got AJ Brown. You've got Jalen Hurts who can make plays out of something. Um, you know, they did okay in the offseason, but this is a team where I've been waiting for them to step up week in and week out, and they just haven't done it. They kind of have been coasting by, they're kind of getting by by the, you know, the by the teeth, right? Um, so I think I need either more I, I I don't know what it is from the Eagles they just look complacent to me or they're just happy to coast um through um I think they're lucky to be sitting at four and oh I really really do um and I think they need to sort something out rather quickly defensively um because when you get to the likes of these bigger teams that they're going to be coming up against it's not it's not going to be pretty and they're not going to be able to scrape by so they either need to step up to the level that they showed last year um or they're going to start losing um so for me that was kind of and i guess i'll touch on it quickly but the bears losing oh my god i'm over it seriously monday morning for let it out was, let I it just, out come on i, just, I can't <laughs> let, let the tears flow Oh, I won't be crying. I, you know, that's, it's just it, for Justin Fields to come out at week four. I mean, it's very easy for Justin Fields to kind of go and really use this as a, you know, a way to impact his confidence in a negative way. Um, he came out in week four and he showed that he can do good things. 
He can do the right passes. He can make great plays. Um, it was great to see him use Cole Komet. Oh my God, where has he been for the last three weeks? Um, and you know what I liked and who wasn't there? Claypool. He stayed at home. Thank you very much. You can stay there for the remainder of the season. Um, but for me, it's just when one piece works, another piece doesn't for the Bears. And I, I don't know if they're going to be able to get all the pieces moving, but sad, sad moment for me on that one. Um, but yeah, there we go. You know, it's kind of week four from from my perspective and just the international games. I think they're always fun. You bring so much it, it brings a lot of attention uh, to the NFL. And if you've never been to an international game and you have the opportunity, go because they're the best um, and they're just super, super fun. But um, Riley, your wins and losses and surprises for uh, week four. Um, look, I think there was a few games that were, um, I'll call them interesting. Yeah, Bills and Miami was was really good, but I'm I'm gonna give a shout out to the Lions. Um, you know, nothing besides the Bears winning, nothing makes me happier than the Packers losing. Um so to see to see them go down, um, also not to crumble like they're so, you know, they constantly would get a lead on somebody and then blow it in the last minute. Um, I really think Dan Campbell's got a strong chance of coach of the year if they keep going the way that they are, um, you know, right now sitting well on top of the NFC North outright winners. Um, you know, I think that that game, it was, there was some mistakes, but as a whole, like as a group, um, you know, like Alex just said, when when one part of the Bears fire, the other doesn't. Lions seem to be pretty well-rounded. Um, their defense gives them short fields. Their offense, they might not always score the TD, but they'll go on a long drive to get their defense the break that they need so that when they have to come back on, they're a bit more fresh. Um, so, yeah, I'll give the Lions my sort of win of the week and then – Saw my bears. Um, look, I, I'll just the Bengals. Ooh. I don't know what's happening there. Derrick Henry has more, has the same amount of touchdown passes that Joe Burrow has this year. Like what? Um, I don't know what they are. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if it's Burrow's calf injury that's just still stemming if he just what he's doing if it's that bad bro sit out like you're only hindering the team um and yeah I just yeah I can't get over that like at the moment they've got the fifth overall pick in the draft um you know I know it's a long way to go but collectively they've they've barely scored a point um all year so I think if yeah that that game shocked me waking up on Monday morning and seeing seeing final score 27 to 3 like what yeah I think that was a a funny one seeing the state of Ohio score a collective of six points um in four for the NFL, and to be honest, outside of Ohio State, nothing makes me happy to say that. Um, 
but that's just me personally um <laughs> for reasons jamie what is your uh win and loss for week four uh i'm gonna look to the bright future houston texans um up against the um the scary front of Pittsburgh, they allowed zero sacks, you know, a, a young team, a team that's building under D'Amico Ryan, zero sacks allowed against that front's exceptional. CJ Stroud's the talk of the town at the moment. And, you know, it, it, it's actually interesting what he said in the post press uh, conference kind of want, wanted to make me reach out to you two guys and be like, you guys deserve a quarterback like this as well. You know, someone who's like, you deserve to root for the Houston Texans because I'm here, you know, and that's, that's cool. That's what you want to hear from your rookie quarterback. It puts faith in him from not only just the fans, but the people in the organization as well. Like they'll follow this kid by the looks of it. Um, I have no idea who Nico Collins is, but he's a guy now, apparently that's cool. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're building something really special. I like Demico Ryan's a lot. I like the Texans and that's my best win of the week. Um, I'd say my worst loss of the week is probably the it's the Patriots lost to the Cowboys. I know that they're completely outmatched by by the Cowboys. Um but Mac looked awful, got benched for Zappy. Ramondre Stevenson, where's he been all year? You know, like he was supposedly meant to take a leap this year. He hasn't rocked up. Um I don't know. And I I, I at what point do we start questioning Belichick himself, you know. I'm I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not ready to go there yet because that could be social suicide in a sense, but I just want to raise it. Okay, let's just track it for the next few weeks and see what they do. I mean, it's definitely an interesting one, right? It's definitely something worth putting out there. Um, you know, it's a little, you know, do it at your own will if you if you <laughs> want to. Um, but at some point we do have to talk about the likes of you know, yes, Sean Payton's back in the league, but Belichick's been in the league for a very long time. We have quite a few coaches that have been, um, you know, with teams for a while, and it does create sometimes it looks a little stale. And yeah. with the likes of Bill Belichick, he has been around for a very, very long time, and you kind of got to look at this season and go, mm, is retirement looming? Has the game passed him by, you know? Like, that's, it's, a, it's a great point, dude. It's a really good point. Yeah, and, and there will come a time where these older quarterbacks and what well, – sorry, uh, coaches um, who want an older style of quarterback yeah. um, the, where they're just not going to be able to cut it anymore. Yeah. Um, fun little question for the group before we kind of go into our picks for week five. Um, we are four weeks in. Um, we made predictions earlier, but MVP race. There's been a couple, you know, mentions of it this week. Um, quickly, five seconds at the top of your head. Who are you going with for uh, MVP if you were to give it right now, Jamie? Ah, um, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Um, that offense is humming, absolutely humming. I know there's a lot of other good candidates, and you could say he's a part of you know the Shanahan system. Like how much is Brock himself doing this? Let alone the system, uh, and like needing uh the, the quarterback to play in that way but you know i think he leads he leads the league in a dot average average distance per throw i think he threw 20 of 21 passes last week like the kids efficient as hell because he can check down to christian mccaffrey and <laughs> yeah yeah true true you're gonna look you're gonna look great with the weapons they've got but still it has to get done it has to get done and you know i think maybe it would be more of an indictment if it wasn't getting done uh 
and with all those weapons, I definitely would be. But look at what Brandon Ayuk as well is doing this season. And he hasn't done that in years past. Maybe it's a contract year, but I don't know. I'd like to take hand in hand and think that Purdy elevating his game from last year um, could put him in an MVP standing. Riley, when he said Brock Purdy, your facial expression was one that was entertaining, to say the least. Um, my guess is you have somebody different, either on that team or just in, in general. <laughs> on the same team. <laughs> I, yeah, look, I Purdy for me is a bit of a scheme QB. I haven't seen him excel in a environment where he's pressured, you know, Um he is led with an amazing defense, a bitch load of weapons. Um, you know, I'm not doubting his skill set. I'm just, uh, you know, lightening the fact that he does have ample weapons and an excellent scheme t- to use. Um, who I would like to see get it, Mike Parsons. I'd love to see a yeah. defense player. Yeah. Um, I think that would be Ace and Cowboys versus Niners this week on Monday Night Football. Uh, sorry, Sunday Night Football. So I think this is an excellent game to see, you know, where they actually are because, you know, Cowboys lost a terrible game to the Cards, um, which I think no one was expecting. So they probably both should be 4-0. Um, but, you know, this is this is the really big, like, pretender, contender kind of game that, we usually hope for, you know, going in closer to the end of the season, but earlier in the season, it's just as good. You know, you can take a lot away from a loss. You can also take a lot away from a win. Um, but who I think should be leading the race is actually Josh Allen. If he keeps playing the way he did against Miami, I'd have no qualms in him getting it. Um but he does make some stupid decisions. So I think it's very much up in the air right now. Um, I don't want to hear 78% for the year in completion. Sorry, just to butt in. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear any more about Tua um, MVP. I'm sick of it already. Like just when you've got a receiver who can outrun everybody, of course, if you throw it as far as you can, you're going to have a lot of yards. (laughs) But... Yeah, so I'll yeah, they're they're mine for for now. And, and we saw last week going into week four that Kirk Cousins was leading the race in a touchdown thrown, and um, Justin Jefferson was you know leading as far as yards in the league. Yeah. So I mean, you know, the Vikings won their first game. <laughs> Let's go. So, you know, it's always interesting, uh, but it's always fascinating when you kind of get into week four and people start making these bold predictions. Um, looking into week five. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Wait! 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 Who's your Who's your MVP, Alex? It's not Justin Fields. <laughs> it's, it's Matt. Eber, it's Matt Eberflus. <laughs> Matt Eberflus. Um, no, for me, um, and I'm gonna go with the 49ers, but I am gonna go with Christian McCaffrey just because I think he he just had an he's just if 49ers just seem to be kind of like messing it up or something. They either just give him the ball and he's just like, watch me do it. Thanks, bye. Like, he, he, you know, you watched him hurdle a guy in the game, you know, this past weekend. He had four touchdowns this last weekend. Um, he's just an absolute beast of a player. But for me, it's so nice to see him soar and excel having left Carolina. Mm. Um, 
And again, it's a lot to what Riley said about being in in that in that sort of in that scheme, um, which I think is what makes him so um, good at in San Francisco. But every time you see him get his hands on the ball, you know something pretty is going to happen, and he makes for good football. Um, so for me, it's a uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if you will, um, and those that have him on his fantasy team, well done, congratulations! I'm sure you're you're loving that. Um, so, how's the cup going for you, Jamie? He's coming back. He's coming he's back. Coming I mean, that's back. that's the bright side. <laughs> so, just on that, right? So the last non-quarterback to win MVP was Adrian Peterson, 2012, when yeah. he almost broke the rushing yard record. Yeah. McCaffrey's nowhere near that kind of rushing yards number um, at the moment. Like, he's scoring touchdowns, but, like, production-wise, Puka Nakua, on the other hand. Ooh, Puka Nakua. He has already surpassed. So he's already broken the record for the most consecutive um, 100-yard games to start a season for a player. Um, he's also beating Cooper Cup and Calvin Johnson's yards in their respective record-breaking seasons. Um, obviously, with Cup coming back, he's going to see a drop in production. But like, but it's what if just, he doesn't? But what if he keeps going? Then you drafted Cooper Cup for. F- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I picked up Puka Nakua great in such Fuck. a quick, uh, smart move after week one. So, Do you want to do, um, do, you want to do a Puka for cup trade? No, I do oh, not. No. Um, moving into week five, <laughs> as we look to our um, week five matchups, we have two teams uh, that remain undefeated, and we have two teams that have not lost a that have not lost a single game. Excuse me, that's the same thing. Um, that have lost every single game. Um, for me, going into week five, Chiefs Vikings. I'm quite fascinated to see because I, I wasn't impressed with the Chiefs uh, this past week at the Jets of all places. Um, Zach Wilson had a very good game. Um, it was unfortunate for them not to be able to pull that off. So for me, I'm looking forward to Chiefs Vikings, and then I'm also kind of looking forward to the Jags Bills because. As I mentioned earlier in the in the podcast, the Jaguars win in London. Like that's just what they do. It is known as like the Jaguar second home ground. Um, and I just feel like that's going to be an odd game. Sometimes the Bills go into these very odd games where they just lose. Um, <laughs> and I feel like this might be one of those games um, for the Bills. Um, again, it's an international game. Uh, so keep an eye on that one. But yeah, for me, it's Jags, Bills in London, and then Chiefs, Vikings um, in the later time slot on Sunday afternoon uh, for football. Uh, Riley, what is your pick for week five? Yeah, look, uh, Jags, Bills was was one of mine. Um, AFC South, everybody's two and two. Um, Titans, Colts versus each other. So Yeah, yeah. Outright winner there, and Texans have Falcons. So I'd probably assume that'll be a win to the Texans. So um, the the ability to take that that leap over at least one of these teams right now is um, 
should be very high on on Jags radar. I I don't think they'll get it. I think Bills might hand on their first loss. So super interesting to see how that goes. Um, I, I mentioned it before, Niners Cowboys for obvious reasons, but I'm also very interested in Eagles Rams. Mm. Um, it's at LA. I think the Rams D-line has enough to take on the Philly O-line. So I'm really interested to see how that goes. <clears throat> the Rams have proved they got a a very good, at least at least a, a, an offense that can score enough points to keep up with Philly. Philly are going to score. Um, <clears throat> it's just about who can take advantage when they get the opportunity. Um and who can just stop those four and ones, which, as the Giants showed us yesterday, is actually unable to do um, sometimes. So you can't always run them. So, um, yeah, those are probably my my top ones for the week. Yeah, the, <laughs> there was a – I can't remember who – oh, it might have been the Peyton Manning game or their broadcast where they were talking about that, that sneak – and uh, Peyton was like, your hand has got to be on the quarterback's butt. You've got to push him. Um, otherwise, you're just not going to get the leverage. Um, so it's very interesting listening to two of them talk about a quarterback sneak. Uh, Jamie, some interesting games let's talk about. Um, but what is your pick for uh, week five? Uh, just quickly on the quarterback sneak. I saw a really interesting number today. It was like, um, so the Eagles this season have hit on I think it's nine out of ten or ten out of eleven sneaks and then the rest of the league so so the Eagles are at like 91 92 percent the rest of the leagues at um it's high 40s or low 50s in percentage which I thought was really really interesting because then it's like right okay so it's not necessarily a broken play it, it, it's personnel I think do you want to know what I'm... The... yeah nope. no, please please Jordan Mylata yeah big boy no rugby league boy ah, to... okay I reckon he had he you know he played for under twenties with the Rabbitohs. Um, yeah. Rugby league is not notorious for scrums. Um, they, I think they got rid of some of them now anyway. Um, but there is a method to the madness. The union do it a lot better. Um, yeah. So and you just have to watch the way. Um, it's the way that the the Philly line engage with the D-line, um, it, it, it's very similar to a, a like a rugby scrum, um, whereas the Giants yesterday, they just sort of collapsed and hoped that Jones would kind of – Yeah. That's interesting. So that is really interesting. I've been thinking that is part of the Philly success is that Mylard has been able to go, well, hey, this is what we do in Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, having somebody who plays in that position too. It's not like he's a punter just being like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that is I reckon what something is is leading. So, you know, um I wouldn't I think if that was something in your game plan, it would be in every team's best interest to not not maybe not Australian, but to get some form of rugby personnel. Yeah. Just to go through some fundamentals because um you know, gridiron blocking is so much different to league or rugby tackling or engaging. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I'm getting sidetracked, but I could talk about this forever. But I, I heard a story where they, they, a lot of these teams are getting in these rugby defensive coaches to try and figure out ways to counter the sneak. Um, I, oh, I can't remember which team it was exactly, but pretty much they bring they brought in this Scottish guy. Um, oh, God damn it, I should remember the name, but it's skipping me for now. But they bring in this Scottish guy and they're like, right, what would you do if you were given this uh, predicament? And the guy said, uh, there's nothing you can do at this stage. Like it's just organized chaos in a sense. Like you can try and take the space, but if they're hit, hiking the ball first, they're going to have, um, uh, what's it called? They're going to be able to premeditate faster than the defense is going to be able to premeditate to take the space. But sorry. Um, game of the week. That's what we're talking about. Um, as Riley alluded to before, I'm really fascinated in the Colts Titans game. I love watching Shane Steichen with Anthony Richardson. It's one of my favorite things uh, to turn on. And I really like Brable and the Titans defense. So that's one of my favorite games of the week. Uh, and also I know Richardson is a tailor two half, especially this last week. I have him in a fantasy league. The Kai is saving me week in, week out. I'm a big fan. I'm going to follow them every week. Um, and then outside of that, I'm fascinated for Cardinals Bengals. If Bengals lose this game, if Cardinals pull out another a Dallas rehash or, you know, maybe they don't have to be as good in that game as they were against Dallas um, based on how the Bengals have been playing so far. But imagine if the Cardinals get another win. And then, as you guys were saying earlier, I think, Alex, what, did you mention Zach Taylor's name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if they lose that, might be might be chopping block time. And then I guess we'll see if Jamar Chase is really open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I'm always open. Go. Always open. I'm always open. Um, question on the quarterback sneak: Do you go over or under? You know, we've seen <laughs> we've seen quarterbacks lose the ball and they go over. Uh, we've seen quarterbacks, obviously, as you mentioned, the Eagles definitely know how to do it um, for sure. That rugby uh, background is going to come in handy in those situations. And my God, they have some big guys at the front. Uh, Having a quarterback that squats 600 pounds as well helps. I'm sure that's got to help somewhere. I'm I'm sure it does somewhere. Seems excessive if you ask me, but I'm sure it helps somewhere. <laughs> um but that's kind of everything we got we got time for on this one. As per usual, I can't wait to see what week five brings with the NFL script. I know I say it every week, um, but it is turning into a very, very fascinating season. I can tell you right now our predictions preseason that we did before the season started oh boy are they a little bit off are they nowhere near <laughs> what we thought was gonna happen um but that's the beauty of football that's why we love it that's why we watch it um enjoy week five enjoy the script and uh we will catch you all next week <laughs>